Okay, seriously? I just think this is so cool. One, <coughs> I just feel like whoever ever listens to whatever I have to say to anything, I just kind of chuckle to myself because I'm like, I have no idea why anybody would really want to listen to somebody else go through the same problems every day <laughs> and somehow try to make sense out of it all and then complain about the exact same thing basically probably clockwork every week and every month and that kind of thing and somehow try to find some progress with it like I don't know if I I feel like if I were to find somebody like me podcasting I would there would be a part of me that would be like can't you figure it out yet you already podcasted about this same thing like two weeks ago or a month ago like on the same day right like it's the same problem like like can you ever just like figure it out right like I there would be that partway frustration of like can you not see the problems that you actually have and like can you not fit the pieces of like this is a problem so like wouldn't you be able to figure it out already kind of thing that would be kind of the criticism aspect of how I might be able to see a situation like that. But I guess on the other side of it, there would be another huge part of me that would be like, I actually don't care at all what problems that you face each day. I do. I care in the like human compassion kind of space, but I'm not frustrated by it because I am just so enamored by just how absolutely darling it is that you choose to be who you are, struggles and all. And yes, you're having a hard time figuring out your problems so much so that you create a podcast all about it. Like I could pretty much just call it my problem podcast, right? If you want to hear more about problems, <laughs> just listen in, right? Um, but like, at the same time, it's like, this is my space, right? Like, this is my space where I just feel like, I feel like everybody needs a space where they can feel like they can honestly just be, right? Whenever I teach yoga, it's like I try to invite people into that space in their heart, in their mind, and it's like, hey, go to this space where you can feel like you're totally welcome, you're totally accepted, totally not judged, and totally able to just be who you are, where you're at, all of those things, right? And, you know, I have different comments every so often. There's some people that say things after. They're like, you know, when I first entered in that space, there was that part of me that hesitated. And I was like, no, I don't deserve to be in this space. Like, why would I want to do this thing where I, I just keep it all to myself and I'm just, like, being selfish in this space, just, like, all to myself, whatever, and, like, having it just for me and not for anyone else. Like, why would I want that, right? But then over time, they've been able to submit into it because I've been explaining this whole concept, right? Of like, when we breathe, we inhale and we exhale, right? Like, so every time we inhale, it's with the purpose of, yes, feeding ourselves and making all the good stuff happen in our brains and all the systems of the body, but there's a necessary exhale, right? And that exhale also feeds someone else, right? That's someone being like the trees and the organisms around us, right? So it's the synergism, right? But if we didn't have the faith enough to deeply inhale enough so that we can benefit and others can benefit when we exhale, then what are we doing? Why are we even living if we're not taking the time to inhale, right? And so that's the whole process of this like inner heart and inner 
inner mind space world kind of prompt that I try to like inspire and like kind of like help people visualize is like put yourself in this place where you can actually deeply inhale right without any like obstacles obtrusions anything like that just like let yourself go there right and so that's kind of my spiel there right it's this idea of deeply inhaling and I have a hard time actually going there myself, right? I have yet to have found, like, a consistent yoga teacher in my life that can, like, really help me visualize and stuff. Like, I saw, I found one kind of once, randomly. They were, like, a sub for a class that I was in. And I was like, no, no, don't go away. Come back, right? Like, and I think I might have found her again. But anyways, um, ever since that class, because I was becoming a yoga teacher at that time and I went to different classes to try out, ever since that class, it's been like, okay, even though I usually don't enter into classes where other people do that, they usually don't care about the visualization or the spiritual aspects of yoga at all. It's all about exercise usually. Even though I don't get to have that treat, that doesn't mean I don't, I, I shouldn't try to be that treat, right? So I try, Right. I try to kind of build that up and I try to kind of like help others explore that even though I don't usually get to have that from other people. It's the same bread we used for grilled cheese earlier. So anyways, then what happened after this is like, so, oh, oh, so I was trying to think about my inner heart space, inner mind space thing. So I have a hard time with it. I can probably only try to stay with it for like five minutes at a time, which is already a big ask, right? That's like how the longest I can usually last when I'm saying a prayer or when I'm trying to like take time to meditate by myself with no guidance or any social elements to it because I'm a big socially kind of a learner-y kind of a person. Like I really do depend on like some outside accountability and external kind of like support, like back and forth interaction kinds of things to really help me feel like this is actually real and this is actually happening. That's probably why I love French class so much right because there's no learning this language without interaction and actually practicing everything all of the time right like and and creating skits out of it and making it funny and and making it dramatic and and dynamic and all of those things right but that didn't happen in like chemistry or math well sometimes in math I had a really good math teacher he put on different accents and sometimes he'd have like he'd dress up with a mask and like a cape and stuff to just like talk about different math concepts. So sometimes that was awesome, right? And then sometimes I had my chemistry teacher who would like make different faces and stuff when he would talk about different like different combinations of like oxygen and hydrogen and, and like cells and stuff. Or not cells, but like bonds between neutrons and protons. So, so, so then it's like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I remember the experiences that were the most interactive. That's why I love fashion, right? It's like all hands-on. It's such a trade, right? It's like a trade where you're hands-on, you're folding things, you're molding things, you're shaping things. It's transforming from its past form into its current form <coughs> and hopefully into its future form. And it's going to be practical. Like, it's going to improve the world. You are changing the world with every stitch, literally, right? Like, I really appreciate innovation kinds of classes and things like that. So I guess my favorite classes were, like, French and fashion, 
probably gym as well because I just love learning different sports and like li- different like challenges and stuff physically because because I always just kind of had this in my mind. Growing up, I would watch gymnastics and I'd watch the Olympics like religiously basically, right? It was like my annual general conference, right? Like before I became a member of the church, I'd be like, when are the Olympics? They're on right now. I'm going to dedicate every second of my life watching these. And one day I will become an Olympic person, right? Like I was like, if I don't become like a hardcore millionaire person, I'm probably going to be an Olympic person, right? Like that's kind of my dream when I was like, I don't know, let's say seven, right? Like, or I don't know. I don't really know exactly when I like ever spoke it or felt it or whatever, but that was like the general feeling It's like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to be that girl, like doing those flips one day. Or like, I'm totally going to be the, like one of those boss ladies, like in charge of the world, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But... But anyways, I just started this one today. For some reason, I started it kind of talking a little bit about what it would be like for somebody else to listen to what I have to say. Um, But also having deep compassion to be like, I really hope that there's people out there that care about not necessarily what I care about, but just care about the human experience, right, of an individual trying to figure out themselves, their life, their people around them, and being super transparent about all of it, right? And, and I think that there's, there's space and room in this world for more of that because I think for a while there I was a little bit trapped in the idea of images, right? The idea of, oh, you show up in the world in a certain way, especially when there's other people that don't live with you. You have to show up looking the same way every time or being the same character or you know you got to be consistent and and all of these like check mark points for some reason of <coughs> oh I can't I can't not do this because that would not be consistent with what I said with them before almost like creating this added like phony character that I felt like I built when I was younger, right? Because I was very mindful of other people around me. And and I literally lived every second of my day outside of my house, like very calculating, calculating my every move, calculating every time I brushed my hair back or like looked a certain way or whatever, basically imagining that somebody else was like my paparazzi or something like taking pictures of me all throughout the whole day. So I lived with that level of like peer pressure, right? Of feeling like you're constantly being watched and people are constantly calculating and digesting every single thing that you do. And so whatever you do, you just got to make sure that you're upholding whatever character you are somehow creating for them to see, right? So, so anyways, I don't know how that really popped in there, but Basically, started off the podcast just kind of pondering on this whole idea that maybe there's somebody out there that could somehow benefit from the crazies of what I'm processing through. And then also, I was super grateful that I could like somehow think about, hey, I remember this thing that I was thinking about with e- inhales and exhales and, and oh, I didn't even get to it. So, <coughs> this whole podcast thing, I have a really hard time with meditation and sometimes with prayers and stuff like that too. Um, and visualizations, all that thing. But for some reason, my brain is super active when it has to do with chatting and talking, right? So even though I have a hard time going into my safe place and my like 
inner heart, mind space kind of mindfulness time. I feel like the time that I actually am the most mindful is usually during my podcast time. So I just, I guess I had this like sense of like deep, sincere gratitude that I can even press a button, like thankful to this like anchor podcast kind of company, right? I can press a button and literally just record and, and it, it does, it helps me to heal. It helps me to become more and be, and, and, and unfold and uncover more of who I didn't realize I was before I press the button, right? Like, so in some ways, yes, I don't agree with a lot of different technological setbacks and like burdens that different technologies kind of place over us because we are natural people that have a hard time with self-discipline. You know, if we were somehow these perfect individuals, I'm sure technology would be like straight up good all the time. Let's just say if we just all had the best intentions all of the time that we like literally like we're constantly building the world and creating good with every piece of technology that we could ever use, it would just be straight up good. Right. But because the users um, tend to abuse like they're not just users, they're abusers, too. Like and I'm like faulty for that, too. Like, you know, how many times do I press a button and I'm just like, wait, what button did I just press? Right. Like, did I just think that or did it just like happen without me even thinking it? Right. And so thankfully, there are good reasons and ways to use technology. It's it's beautiful for <coughs> adding to family history in a way that never could be done before. Right. The other day, I was just thinking about this whole process of, like, why is it that for 5,000 years, everybody only used horses, for example, for, for transportation? And why is it that in the last, I don't know, 200 years, it's somehow been this crazy boom in innovation, whether it's through the Industrial Revolution, the Restoration, or whatever, right? That, not whatever. Like, like that's literally what I think it is. I think that because we're in these like times of the season of this time in the history of the world, I feel like now is the time for all of us to have all of these technologies for some reason for us to really believe and like really start fathoming. We are way more than we think that we ever were before, right? Not in a pious kind of a like, I don't want to say pious, because maybe that's a good connotation for a lot of people. Uh, like, not in a prideful kind of a way, but in a, like, look at who you are and who you come from, right? Like, you are of eternal royalty, right? Like, you are, like, the DNA within you is ca capable of becoming, like, uh, like, a king or a queen in, of the universe, Right? And, and with that knowledge, like, you know, I don't think everybody really totally sees it that way, but it's, it's become more and more clear as there's been advances in human capacity and all these things, because I think it's a good symbol to help us remember, like, we're not just meant to be just like all the other animals around us. We are actually stewards of this earth. Right? Like, I just listened to the best talk ever. I say it's the best talk ever because there's a part of me that loves my teddy bear vegan friend people, right? Like, all of those people that just love green earth everything and, and green diet everything. And I just feel like they're like my teddy bears. 
just love him so much, right? And and so then I listened to this one talk, and it was just this beautiful balance, right? Where it's like, hey, we are stewards of the earth. This earth was created for us, and and it's ours to take really good care of, and we are also stewards of each other in in doing a good job of being a good brother or a good sister, you know? I loved the and in that talk. It was the best thing ever. I just loved it because <coughs> I think for a long time there's been this notion of, oh, you either love the earth and you worship the earth or you're the enemy, right? Like, or like, or you love people, right? You can't love people and earth at the same time. You're either on one side or the other. That was like the general feeling so often, right? <coughs> but I really liked this talk that basically was like, no, like, we're to love both. We're capable of both, guys. Like, we're not just like this one-way programmed robot that can only do one thing, right? Like, we're not programmed to just do one thing. We, we have it in us to do way more than we, than we even give ourselves credit for. Like, if we could actually know what we're actually capable of, if we see ourselves like 5,000 years down the road in our eternal journey and just get a peek into the future, we would probably like shake and like have goosebumps and be like, that's not me. No way is that me. I did not do that, right? Like that's not even possible, right? But like for us to like be way more mindful, right? And way more thankful and grateful and like be way more, you know, doing the things that are gonna help us become the best kings and queens that we could ever possibly be to build this kingdom for, you know, like, teaching correct principles and letting people govern themselves, right? Like, like ha- allowing people space to use their agency according to the, their conscience, right? Like, I love the article of faith that says something like, <coughs> something, something, let them worship how, where, or what they may. And it made me so happy the other day when I was looking into this newscast thing that said something about this one organization buying Korans for a school so that they could have Korans, even though they don't use Korans in their own religion, they wanted to go and buy Korans for another school so they could have the Korans they, they needed, right? I was like, this is what brotherly and sisterhoodliness means, right? It's like paying attention to ourselves and each other and seeing where, you know, our, our cup is overflowing and how could we possibly be more helpful and just going and doing that? And I think it's the most beautiful thing when people are just being present with their capacities and being super honest with themselves about what is possible and just being like, hey, could, like actually even praying for it. Like, wouldn't that be the best prayer ever? Like, like, dear Heavenly Father, please help me. Like, oh, that was one of the questions that I was asked to think about the other day. It's like, like, take the time. Oh, yeah, because I was listening to my favorite teacher, right? And he was basically saying, like, okay, take a moment right now and say a little prayer in your heart or out loud that basically says, Heavenly Father, please help me to see who I could help today, right? Isn't that such a sincere kind of a prayer? Like, isn't that, like, one of the most beautiful things you've ever heard, ever uttered? You know, that deep, sincere heart 
like seeking and yearning to find that brother or sister that you that was for you to bless and to touch that day, right? And and for you to be in an instrument in in our heavenly Father's hands, right? Like to to perform that miracle for someone else. You know, miracles aren't just you know like crazy party to see kinds of stuff, right? No, miracles happen all day long, every single day, because of tiny moments of faith, just like that. It was a miracle that that prayer could even be uttered because not everybody is even there yet, right? To be able to utter a prayer like that, right? So anybody that is there that's able to even say that prayer, like awesome, right? Like that, you're changing the world with every prayer that you have. Every deep desire and sincere hope of your heart and righteous intent is literally changing the world. So like, we don't ever have to feel like we have to become this like crazy Nobel Prize celebrity whatever person that gets so many pictures taken of us or whatever. (coughs) All we have to do is be mindful and actually present with who our Heavenly Father is in our lives and being present with what we're being instructed to do for good on this earth right now, like maybe this hour, right? Or this day, and we can we can rock this world, right? Like we can just make it a better place, and we can we can do so much good. And and isn't that what a person would want? You know, when they're they're getting their eulogy and they're you know like they they're moving on and they've graduated from this life and they're able to just like move on to the next phase of just like being able to grow even more. Like, isn't that going to be, like, a beautiful thing? Because I have a sense that people, when they die, they get to attend their funerals, right? And they get to just kind of see all the people that they love so much gather together for them and get to have that moment where they're like, oh, I wonder what they're going to say, right? Like, and I think that that will be a beautiful thing to, to, to be able to allow for yourselves to, like, for allow for myself, right, to, like, live a life that is worth talking about at a funeral, right? But not in the most, like, everybody, like, not in the, like, oh, like, attract all the media and all of the whatever to pay attention to you because you're so loud or whatever in that, I don't know, in how you lived your life, who knows. Um, But, like, in the most sincerest of ways, right? Like, all the in-betweens of how you treated the, the individual people that you somehow um, cross paths with throughout your life and when nobody was watching you were still that good Samaritan for them right I really believe in the power of being a good Samaritan there's a certain point in my life when I just decided I was like you know what I'm kind of done with the whole best friend thing I'm kind of done with this whole idea that you're just like you know you live your life trying to find a best friend And then you find your best friend and then you just do everything with your best friends, right? And you ignore everybody else, right? I kind of dropped that after a little while when it kind of backfired on me, like, really intensely, like, when I was 13, 14. And what I thought was, like, my religion, which was my friends, right, (coughs) didn't work out, right? It just, like, crumbled and fell apart. It was my first time really having a good big reality check and being like, wow, I guess that's what happens, right? And so then, after that, I just kind of committed myself. I'm like, you know, I really don't need to live my life that way. I can actually just live my life 
searching for good and happiness and, and helping people along the way. And like, you know, if I can smile at someone, an extra like big smile, cause I'm like super excited to see them. I'll do it. Right. Like, and, and, but also like cultivating that deep, deep desire to really love people the way Heavenly Father sees them and knows them, right? That's where it, it kind of traveled into, right? So I kind of traveled into that kind of realm of living my life. And, and I don't have any regrets since I decided to start living that way, right? Like every single person that I ever see, like I, you know, when I'm at my top game, I'm like so happy to see them, right? And then other times I'm way more like quiet and whatever, because sometimes I, I need to be the person that I'm happy to see, right? And I'm learning how to do that for myself. Um, but, you know, like, so I guess I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because it, it's been quite a journey for me to figure this whole thing out, you know, figure out the journey of like best friend's life and then not best friend's life. So then what does that life really look like? And uh, there's this beautiful story that I'm still really learning about. I just know the gist of the story, right? This story of these three people that met with Jesus Christ one day, right? They were just like, you know, like they were a part of this big group of people where they were going to help other people to know how to like return home to their heavenly parents, right? And then Jesus Christ comes and like gives them more instruction and then Jesus Christ kind of perceives what they need, right? He knows in their hearts what they're, what they're hoping for, right? Because he kind of gives them all blessings. And then he gets to these three people and he's like, I know what you want. I know what you want. You're, you don't want to say it and you don't want to ask it because you think it's going to be too audacious for you to ask it. But I can give that to you, right? That's basically what he did, right? So what did they want? They wanted to live forever, right? They wanted to live forever, they wanted to live until basically Jesus Christ came again, right? Like they never wanted to die, right? And basically their whole goal was like, we want to live forever so that we can just keep helping people for the rest of our lives. And we never have to worry about dying so that we can just keep helping people and just keep helping people. And so there's these three people, and I just love knowing that. There's these three people that are still hanging out somewhere in the world, just traveling from one place to the next to the whatever, just doing their thing, helping people. And they're just like, they're, they just keep doing it. Their mission is not ending, nor is it going to end. And it's just only going to end or, you know, continue, you know, like serious. It's, there's really no end. Right. Um, but anyways, like, it's just so fantabulous to me. And so ever since I've heard that story, I'm like, Oh goodness, wouldn't that be fun? Right. And so even though I'm not one of those people, right? Like, I haven't been blessed to know that I'm going to live forever or anything like that, right? But just their example of their deep desire to want to serve for that long and never want to tire and never want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it keeps bringing a smile to my face. Like, I can never talk about that story without feeling totally enamored and feeling like, what amazing human heart people... <coughs> to love Heavenly Father's children so much that they never wanted to die. Mom. If you want to look it up, it's like the three Nephites or something. So cool. Mom. I love it beyond love it beyond love it. So that's what I was thinking about. 